Good morning. Today's scripture reading is from the Gospel of John, chapters 3, verses 11 through 21. Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whomever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And that is the judgment that the light has come into the world and people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's try that again. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. In the spirit of seeking, I have these word searches for you from John 3.16. You can find them in the gathering space. If you want to do them today, you certainly can. If you want to take them home, that's fine as well. If you're worshiping online, Lara will drop a link to this word search so that you can participate too. It's just something a little fun. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight this morning, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. All three of my children like to play hide and seek. At ages eight, seven, and three, it's still a game that they all enjoy, but they're not very good at it. They laugh too easily. All I have to do is walk into the room and say, now don't laugh, and at least one of them will give in to giggles that they just cannot stifle. Because the truth is, they want to be found. We all do. In this life, we human beings do quite a bit of searching, quite a bit of seeking for ourselves. We take classes, we read books, we try new things, all in an effort to discover who we really are. These days, we do so much of our searching, even our soul searching, on the internet. Google reports processing 99,000 searches per second. That's 8.5 billion searches in a day. Those billions of searches include the quest for certain Bible verses. I have a slide, Grayson, for the series. There we go. 
Today, we'll begin taking a look at some of the most popular queries as a part of our new five-week series called Seeking, Five Common Bible Searches. One of the most popular searches, next slide please, is John 3.16. That's probably not a surprise. We read that verse this morning in the context of the words that Jesus says before and after verse 16, but there is more to the story. It begins at the top of chapter 3 when a man named Nicodemus approaches Jesus with a question. Now we know from the text that Nicodemus is a Pharisee, a religious leader, an expert in the law. Nicodemus visits Jesus at night so as not to be seen with this controversial person who is making life difficult for people who want to preserve the status quo. Nicodemus addresses Jesus as rabbi or teacher, indicating that he trusts and respects what Jesus has to say. Nicodemus actually begins with a profession, saying to Jesus, I know that you have come from God. You could not do what you do if God were not with you. And Jesus responds with, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born from above. So Nicodemus asks, how can a person be reborn, especially when they're old? Nicodemus asks that question, and Jesus responds again with, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born by water and the Spirit. So now Nicodemus and his brilliant legal mind are super confused. How can any of this work? That brings us to the beginning of the passage that Audrey read for us this morning in another very truly statement. The phrase, very truly, I tell you, appears 25 times in the Gospel of John alone, and it essentially means, I give you my word of honor. This public oath would have meant something to someone as legally minded as Nicodemus. And Jesus knew that. So he says to the religious leader in front of him, who is afraid to be seen with him, I give you my word of honor that my followers and I are giving you the God's honest truth. No other person has my perspective or my power. I'm like the bronze serpent that Moses lifted up in the wilderness. Whoever believes me will live. Now, Jesus' understanding of belief was about more than simply accepting something as true. To truly believe requires a person to place trust in God's truth, not just with our thoughts and our words, but with our actions. For us, to believe means that we follow in the ways of Jesus. Jesus himself could see that Nicodemus was standing on the threshold of understanding He was searching for something. Nicodemus was searching for something that he could not find in merely observing and upholding the law. And so Jesus tells him a story that we can find in the book of Numbers. He refers to the people of God after they were delivered from slavery in Egypt. Next slide, please, Grayson. This is a time when they were grumbling about the conditions in the wilderness, and they began talking about how good they had it when they were slaves. And while the people are grumbling, they find themselves in a den of venomous snakes. Many are struck and die. 
God instructs Moses as the people are asking for help to sculpt a bronze snake, a bronze serpent, and lift it up in view of the people so that whoever sees the serpent will not die. With the telling of this rather strange piece of history, Jesus is revealing his own identity and purpose. More powerful than the sign of the snake is the very child of God who is being lifted up for healing and wholeness as the sign of salvation for all. That is the context in which Jesus says, next slide please, for God so loved the world that God gave God's only child so that everyone who believes in that child would not perish but have eternal life. Now many of us memorize this verse and we were taught early on not to separate it from verse 17. And so we'll continue with, indeed, God did not send that child into the world to condemn the world, but in order that through him the world would be saved. What we believe is about much more than what we think. It's about what and who we trust. It's about what we choose to do. And this passage points to what Jesus is doing to enable us to make the best choices. Jesus was sent, he says, not to condemn the world, but to save it. So remember, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, who is a legal expert. To be condemned in legal terms is to be pronounced guilty and to be sentenced to punishment. It's a word of judgment that would have resonated with Nicodemus. But to be saved... To be saved is to be rescued from danger, to be guarded from destruction or loss. It's a promise of healing and wholeness. It's what Nicodemus was seeking. And it's why he found Jesus at night. Because while nothing was missing from that brilliant mind of his, something was missing from his heart. Love. Nicodemus was searching for the love of God that he could not find in simply obeying the rules. So Jesus, full of compassion, speaks the language of Nicodemus to help him find that love. He uses the language of judgment. I think we have another slide here. Uses the language of judgment. Now we think of judgment as a legal verdict or a sentence, but it also can refer to God's governance and God's will, God's demand for just and equal treatment for all. So Jesus takes it deeper, this idea of judgment, and presents it as the wisdom to discern right from wrong. We have the darkness and light slide, please. Sarah, I've lost my cues up here, Sarah. If you could try to help me get that back. Thank you. The point is that God's love gives us the ability not to be judgmental, but to judge for ourselves the better path. The pairing of darkness and light speaks to our internal struggle, our conflict within, and the work of Jesus in our lives teaches us to live life for the greater good. And that's what being saved by Jesus gets us in this life. The wisdom to cut out the secrecy and the lies. The wisdom to choose good over evil and to choose love over hate. To choose love. 
have the love slide, please, Grayson. There we go. To love is to choose to will the good of another. We know that that's how St. Thomas Aquinas speaks of love, but our holy text has quite a bit to say about love as well. Depending on our translations, we can find words for love at least 700 times in our Bible. I hope that you have your Bibles with you today because you're going to need one. And the Bible app on your phone totally counts. If you want to use your Bible on your phone, that is fine. I hope you have your Bibles with you if you're worshiping online. We also have stacks of Bibles underneath the Jesus window, and you're welcome to take those home with you if you need one. We're going to play a little game of hide-and-seek today. In the sanctuary, I invite you to look in the pockets of the seats in front of you and tell me if you have a heart that looks like this. It's easy for it to stick to the material, so check carefully. And if you are online, Laura is going to drop a link to all of the hearts so that you can choose which ones you would like to look up. Who has a heart? There are like 30 of them out there, so I know you have hearts. Okay, if you have a heart, please look up the verse that is referenced on your heart. I'll give you some time to do that. And at home, if you pick a heart or two, you can look up those scripture references as well. While you are searching for these verses, I want to encourage you to bring your Bibles to church every Sunday. And again, the Bible app does count this is church, and we're here to learn about the Word of God and what that means for us in our daily lives. So bring your Bibles with you. Come prepared for the sermons with your Bibles. So has anybody found the scriptures that you found in the heart? Carol, do you have yours? Okay, so Carol's going to read, and then I will also read. Which one do you have, Carol? Romans 12, 9. Listen to Carol. That's right. Romans 12, 9. My version says, Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Thank you. Who else? Gio. Which one do you have? John 3. Thank you. What was that reference again? John 3.18, right? So we read that this morning as well. Very good. Thank you. Anybody else? Owen's got it. Which, what is the verse, Owen? First John 4, 7. Do you want to read it for us? That's right. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. 1 John 4, 7. Anyone else? Yes, Doug. 
Mark 12, 31. That's right. So we're talking about the greatest commandments here. And so verse 31 says, The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these. And the first, of course, is to love God, right? Love God, love neighbor. Did I see a hand over here? Yeah, okay, Lizanne? What, what is the scripture verse? Yeah, so that's right after the one that Owen read, verse 8 in 1 John 4. If we don't know God, we're not loving others, right? If we don't love, then we don't know God because God is love. Thank you. Krista, did you have one? Okay. 1 Corinthians 13, 13, that's a familiar one. Go ahead. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. Very good. Anyone else? Oh, Lainey, you have yours, and, and then Joy. Go ahead, Lainey. John three sixteen. can we say that with Lainey? For God so loved the world... That gave his only son that whoever believed in him would not perish but have eternal life. That is the key love verse, Lainey. Thank you. Joy? Proverbs 10 12. Love covers all wrongs, but hatred stirs up dissension. Very good. These are beautiful quotes about love. If you would like to keep your heart, you're welcome to do that. If you want to stick it back in the the pocket, we'll use it for the next service, whatever it is that you would like to do. The point is that our Bible has a lot to say about love. It's not a secret, right? God doesn't hide from us. God literally sent a living, breathing representation and expression of love to us into the world so that we would allow that love to grow in us and make us whole. That love would save us from the inside out. It's the same love that becomes our mission in the world because that's what people are searching for in the long work hours and the grind to make more money in addiction and broken relationships and our obsession with the television screen and social media. We are seeking unconditional love and acceptance. And the truth is, we can stop searching because it's not hidden from us. That kind of love, God's brand of love, has been given to us already freely. God's love has been given to us freely. All we have to do is accept it and believe in it. Let it Let it fill our hearts and shape our actions so that when we come across someone in life, whether we know this person or not, who is seeking love, we recognize we have more than enough to give away. Amen? Amen. 
it's time to go to God in prayer, and we are going to focus on the men in our lives who have guided us and support us on this Father's Day. But before we do that, we want to welcome a very special father who is expecting a second child in a matter of days. Eric, Allie, Cole, would the whole family come up? I hope that you brought your diapers to shower the Lambert family as they prepare to welcome 